Hello, and welcome to this episode of Myths and Stories, a Destiny 2 lore podcast. Uh, we are continuing this evening our discussions on uh, the Warlock Shira. Uh, for those that listened to our episode last week, um, Shira's had a, a rough time of it. Uh, her fire team in general has. Um, that's, that's the understatement of the year. <laughs> just a bit. Uh, so to do a, a quick recap there, um, Shira and her fire team, Reed and Aisha, uh, were uh, avid Trials players in addition to being stationed on Titan. Um, when Season of Arrivals happened and the evacuation from the various uh, off-Earth bases were put forth. They uh, evacuated from Titan. Shira was not terribly happy about leaving Sloan behind, uh, the commander of that outpost, and was was struggling from some uh, PTSD and trauma-induced hallucinations and depression and all of that awful stuff. Uh, her fire team, you know, helped be a supporting presence i but she ended up deciding that uh, her purpose would be in defense of the light of the traveler at the uh, essentially in in a way that meant anything that touched the dark was evil and should be eradicated i took a very absolutionist approach only a sith deals in absolutes yeah yeah <laughs> she really she really did though like she really had that uh um i i think a lot of guardians uh players even kind of felt that way when stasis itself was first introduced like light good stasis bad like be, because because it says darkness that darkness is bad and yeah shaira definitely took that to heart Certainly a lot of Crucible players felt that way. <laughs> oh, 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 poor guys. <laughs> I do I do love that that uh canonically um Stasis nerfed itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh there's a there's a lore reading somewhere. I can't remember what book it's from. But I think uh, it's the um I think it's the collector's edition for uh Witch oh, Queen. for Witch Queen. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, it talks about how like stasis like made itself weaker, so so that way people would would start using it again because if it was too strong, like people would shun away from it and they nobody would nobody would come near it. And then it couldn't grow and it couldn't couldn't, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, infect more people. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So canonically, even even stasis nerfed itself canonically. So that way Bungie could give you a reason for why they nerfed it in game. <laughs> uh, which I actually I kind of appreciated that. That was That is. I like I like when I like when you can tie uh something uh mechanically video game uh to the lore and say, well this this is why it, it had to be that way. Yeah. It uh it it makes for I, I think it makes for a better story. I agree. I agree. It kind of makes you feel more like you're in that world when stuff outside and inside are absolutely and as as far as shaira though like her her story 
last week that that hit me hard. Like uh, that one really hit hard. That one, that one, <laughs> man. I this this is one of those stories that so like a lot of the stories that we've done uh, um, on our show uh, have been stories that I'm at least fairly familiar with, like uh, the Awoken story. Absolutely love that story with Mara and the distributary and all that. Um, the uh, Books of Sorrow, I knew kind of bits and pieces of it. I kind of knew where Coria came in. I kind of knew where, where Crota and, and the Daughters and the Oversouls. I kind of knew a little bit about all that. Um, even the Bray stuff, like I, 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 I'm definitely more in tuned, at, at least for me personally, to Anna and uh, Elsie's stuff. Um, but then like, you know, learning more and more about Clovis and Willa and all that. Um, but this story, I had... I had nothing about it. The only thing I knew about this story, um, Shaira's, was that there was a submachine gun named after. And that was it. Like that was, and I, I knew they, I knew it was a. They were big trials players, but I didn't realize how much, uh, how much her story deals with things like PTSD and and trauma. Um, so yeah, that was that was a that was kind of an eye opener for me. Uh, and and it's it. <laughs> it got dark real quick. <laughs> it did. It did. And uh you know, it wasn't originally our intention to leave it on such a uh kind of cliffhanger moment. I was, uh, I was gonna say we kinda <laughs> we kinda left it on like a an, an awkward moment between the fire team. They were in this they they were they were in a, a new trials match and like Shiro was wanting to kinda like return things to normal and they're going through this match and they were kind of scared because it was turning out the same way as the first match where, where she had a very traumatic uh, reaction to something. Um, and uh, she was going, I, she was, <laughs> if they hadn't stopped her, she was going to, to deliver a final death. She was going to kill a ghost yes. and, and kill this Titan. Um, when her fire team member, uh, the hunter of the group who hadn't been using abilities the entire time, this match uh, freezes her, freezes Shaira. So Aisha, the hunter, freezes Shaira, the warlock, with stasis to stop her from killing the the ghost, which then just kind of like, I that I mean that's that's like <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's kind of the the moment we came to there, because uh, now Shaira is now now her own fire team has has in her eyes given in to the darkness and is now using darkness uh and and therefore must be evil must be eradicated in her mind i think yeah so uh as we said shire kind of decided um i guess her coping mechanism uh was that the way she would feel worthy feel deserving of uh you know, continuing in a lot of ways to, to have a purpose in her life was, uh, this devotion to the light at all costs that all enemies of the light needed to be eradicated. And she came to that conclusion, uh, during the live event of the traveler repairing itself that happened very shortly before. I was, I was going to say, and, and she, uh, we never really discussed like where her trauma truly came from, but it was her and her fire team were alive during, um, the gall 
during the Red War when Gaul and Case the Traveler mm-hmm. and her and her fire team were kind of like out in the middle of nowhere. They weren't like in the tower or anything like that and lost their light as it did every guardian. And they had to sit there and kind of fight their way through waves of thralls and waves like they were just out in the wild for a long time. And she was so scared of the idea of losing the light again, like that, even that idea of losing the light is what kind of like started her, mm-hmm. her trauma. Uh, like what, what, what is my purpose without the light? What, what do I do without the light? And, and seeing the traveler be repaired and have that light kind of wash over everyone. Like her, 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 the Titan of the fire team Reed took a very religious thing to it of like, Oh, okay. Yeah. No, the traveler is, yeah, this it kind of like renewed his faith. Like, okay. Yeah. The traveler is good. Like I, I, I'll, I will help fight the light. I will help guard the city. And, uh, uh, Aisha, the hunter was kind of just like, I don't know about indifferent, but, but kind of indifferent, more like a, like, more like this, holy shit, that was kind of cool. Like, what do I do now? Whereas, as, uh, Shaira definitely took it as like a, 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 what would you call that? A, A zealotry level of, of like righteousness. Like I, this this is a sign like the light is good and i must destroy darkness mm-hmm. in the universe to prevent the light from leaving again like that's that's the way i think she took it which then of course fed like that trauma and that idea just fed off of itself in in her mind over and over and over again to the point where she had dead ghosts in her ship yep like that's yeah. Kind of freaky, <laughs> and and so that's that's the thing with the timing of this. So she she kind of comes to this conclusion, comes to this this headspace of like, I am one of the last true defenders of the light. I must defend it at all costs. And then Beyond Light happened, and Stasis got introduced into the Guardian population in general um, by Elsie and Eris and and Drifter, I uh, and. That just that was was that you know that the fuse on the powder keg for her yeah. was now not only has she decided that she is going to you know enact uh, retribution against the dark now she has guardians that are betraying the light and in her eyes are are now agents of dark for her to put down yeah I. Uh, and that that I think is what the imagery of her having these dead ghost shells floating around in her ship is is like she's been doing that before this trials match. Uh, she's been going and and hunting dark guard you know in her in her eyes dark guardians down already, and during the trials match, one of the opponents is also a stasis user. And she's using this trials match as a means to get to that person to to kill them and 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 she she even keeps her ship so cold as like and she says herself like as a reminder like this is what I need to stamp out this is this is driving me so yeah she's 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 living in some kind of hell right now <laughs> <laughs> a little bit and that that was an interesting uh. Uh, an interesting relation where before the trials match, she's, she's, you know, her ship is cold. Her ghost is referencing like, should I turn the heat up? Uh, yeah. And yeah, she's like, no, keep it this way. Uh, and so with, with the way that those armor sets worked is depending on the armor set 
um, you were looking at the class of the armor set, you were getting a different fire team member's point of view. And Aisha, the beginning of her lore card starts with her saying, man, I still have snow from Europa in my cockpit. So it's similar, but for very different reasons, uh, yep. as far as like, there's still, I think, I, th- I think it's safe to say that, uh, Shira, uh, um, did not buy deep beyond light. <laughs> I don't think so. I, no. I don't know that she's <laughs> even been to Europa. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, so, so for her to have such strong feelings and have taken yeah, action that cannot be taken back, you know, to have taken the lives of other guardians uh, and to be prevented from enacting this holy retribution by a, a fire team member, by, by a family member, essentially, yeah. who is now using the same ability she is trying to stamp out. That uh, level of betrayal is, I mean, in her mind, yeah. that's... And that's that's bad. And the the end of all of the lore cards from the different points of views, uh, we're we're kind of saying the same thing. Like from Reed's point of view, he's like, "Oh God, this changes everything." Yeah. From Aisha's point of view, it was you know, I hope they can learn to understand and forgive me for for using this. And from Shayura's point of view, it was just primal anger and rage and damnation like yeah (laughs) you evil bitch why are you using the stasis what is wrong with you 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 evil evil like my own family what the hell yeah Yeah. hers was (laughs) shira's was a lot darker than the other two's yes um so that is where we left off with the last episode now, I, we're going to pick up with this one, but there have been some events that have happened in the background that aren't on a lore card. They're just kind of, we can imply that they happened based on some of the things in the lore cards that we're going to read. So the first one being that presumably during that trials match or, or shortly after that trials match, Shaira was actually imprisoned by the Vanguard uh, for attempted murder in during trials and probably yeah. many confirmed murders once they inspected her ship. I, I would hope they've inspected her ship <laughs> after this. Like if they just kind of like quarantined her off in prison was just like, okay, now you sit there. We'll come back to check on you in 10 minutes and then didn't do anything else. That's a uh, bad Vanguard. But yeah. I, <laughs> I would hope that they have inspected her ship and gone, Holy shit, man. What the hell? Yeah, so they they definitely have because one of the flavor texts on a item that we're going to read off. Um, this is the the uh, atavistic idol hood. Um, the flavor this, text this for is another it, word we're going to have to Google. <laughs> sure, why not? Okay. What is I'll, what does this one? I'll mean? leave that one to you, Googling. Because <laughs> the 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 armor set that we have been reading was the Pyric Ascent, right? Yes, that is what we read last time. And uh, I, and I know we Googled it last time, but I'm going to make you Google it again. What did we come up with a definition of what that meant? Uh, it was a uh, a victory that was not worth the cost, essentially. Okay. So like the, the so like in this sense, it's it's they're working up to the victory that was not worth the cost. 
Yeah. Uh, and atavistic uh, means uh, a modification of a uh, something ancient or ancestral. Oh, like darkness? Like darkness. Modification of darkness? Maybe? I feel I feel like dark and light are probably two of the most ancient things in the Destiny universe. Uh, I think that's, that's a pretty safe <laughs> guess, yeah. Because <laughs> that's who made it. <laughs> but so not going to read the lore card for this particular item yet, but the flavor text does uh, say from a Vanguard security report, uh, her jump ship was full of dead ghosts. Some of them were just pieces. We haven't determined how many are dead yet. Jesus. So pretty significant body count from the sounds of it. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so she you know, has, was frozen in place by Aisha, was presumably at that time taken into custody by the Vanguard, um, imprisoned in some way. And then Season of the Splicer happened with the Infinite Knight. And she is able to escape during that time uh, where, you know, resources are stretched thin and the populace is already kind of on edge. And we have the, you know, the Elixni moving in that are needing to be um, protected and monitored all at the same time. Uh, and during all of that, she somehow, some way makes an escape from custody. We don't have the particulars of that, but we do have what she did immediately afterwards. And uh, so that is going to start us with our lore readings for for this episode. And uh, we're going to begin with probably the first item that anyone ever heard Shaira's name from, which is the Shaira's Wrath SMG. Yeah. This, this is the um, only thing I knew about her before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which also launched with Season of the Splicer. Uh, so, Shire's Wrath says this. A powerless warsat drifts lifelessly through the void of space, traversing the brilliant yellow-green silhouette of Venus. From the dimly lit cockpit, of an NS-66 cloud-errant jump ship in geosynchronous orbit, Venus looks like an unblinking eye staring up from the dark of space, and the war sat an unwelcome grain of sand within it, a ghost reduced to little more than a bare sphere of metal depraved of a shell, hovers in the corner of the cockpit, watching the war sat track its path across lonely Venus. There are no sanctioned vanguard operations on Venus at present, the ghost clarifies, pivoting its cold blue eye up to its guardian. Why do you think he's down there? The warlock Shayura reclines against her seat, the old leather creaking. Her attention is not on her ghost, but rather the human skull sitting in the middle of her command console. Its hollow eye sockets stare back at her. It hardly matters why he's there, Shaira indicates listlessly as she examines the skull's cheekbones. 
Her fingers grazed the micro-fractures, an artifact of shotgun pellet impact. All that matters is that we find him. Shire's ghost looks away from her and focuses on Venus's soft glow in the dark. When will you be returning to Earth? he asks. Shaira doesn't vocalize a response, but instead blinks and reorientates her glowing-eyed stare on the ghost. It beeps softly, reconsidering the question. Will you? the ghost wonders. No, Shaira answers flatly. There's nothing to go back to. Everyone has either abandoned me or betrayed me. All I have left is the Traveler, and I do not need to be in the city to feel the light. As she says that, Shaira lifts her hand and calls up a rolling curtain of flame from her palm. Praxic fire guides me, Shaira says with the blaze reflecting in her eyes. We jump to another log from elsewhere on Venus. You see, still protected, valuable. Hurrying up a shallow set of rubble-strewn steps, a short elixni bearing the crest of the House of Light pauses, gazing back at the chrome-armored guardian moving up the steps behind him. The elixni looks the guardian up and down, then motions to the stark silhouette of a gray concrete block building rising up over the Venusian overgrowth. This ain't the academy proper, the Guardian says on ascent, watching the hazy sky for signs of danger. Moisture clings in glistening beads to his reflective mask. His dark hood shields him from the rest of the elements. The hell was this place? The elixir tilts his head to the side, four eyes blinking independently from one another. Not human, don't know, but machine. Inside. Why aren't you people bringing it back? Don't you folks got promotions for finding good salvage or something? The Guardian asks, gesturing to the crumbling building. The elixir once again tilts its head, expression opaque. You listen to Spider's sneak words too eagerly. Come, we have a long walk to... The elixir's words are cut off, garbled in a wet scream as his perforated by a barrage of submachine gun fire. And the Guardian turns, cloak swirling behind him and hand cannon at the ready. But it isn't Vex or Fallen descending on the hive cliffs. It's a Guardian, in black and gold armor, gliding to the ground, smoke issuing from the muzzle of her SMG. Shaira's boots lightly touch the leaf-strewn plaza her eyeless mask fixed on the chrome-clad hunter. He wasn't a combatant, the hunter shouts. Shaira slowly approaches the guardian. Did you find him within the hem of Aramis's skirt? Or did you swear yourself to the darkness after her passing? The hunter backs away, up the stairs, hand cannon trained on Shaira. He recognizes her armor for what it is, a reward of the trials. I know you, his voice quivers. You shouldn't be here. 
When did the vanguard let you out? They didn't. I let myself out since they were too busy opening the gates of our enemies. Shire indicates, motioning with the barrel towards the dead Elixni. But you know why I'm here. I know you're a few rounds short of a full clip, the Guardian quips back, making a flippant gesture with his hand cannon. In that moment of distraction, Shire shoots him six times in two short bursts. The Guardian collapses, his gun tumbling down the steps. A moment later, his ghost materializes, shelf flared in anger. What are you doing? We... Shire moves like a lightning bolt, materializing beside the ghost with an upward flourish of a sword of raw praxic fire. And the ghost looses a howling scream of horror as he shatters into a flurry of glittering pieces. Crumpled on the stairs, the hunter coughs, his throat damp with blood. Shire pulls her attention away from the shattered ghost, training her SMG down at her quarry. Traitor, she says in a shaky, gasping breath fueled by adrenaline. The hunter laughs, gagging on his own blood as he does. You're no better than the dredgen, he says in pain, and then even quieter. Or Malfur. I killed an agent of the darkness, Shira says, and the hunter has no rebuttal this time. He's still. Bile rises in the back of Shira's throat. They come in many forms. That's the end of that card. Well then. Okay. <laughs> Let's start this one off dark. Uh, yep. <laughs> so I guess it, it's it's interesting to me. So this whole time I've I've honestly been thinking like, what does her ghost think of this? Like, because obviously her ghost has been there at her side the entire time. Um, yeah. But to now hear about this ghost, this shellless ghost, like she, it's just a. Is, I, I guess a lot of people don't. I don't know if they realize or not. Your ghost is just that metal ball at the center center of your of your ghost. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the bits around it are are their shell, and that's kind of like what that's that's like their like beautification. That's that's what a ghost. Yeah. Uh, we we as guardians put them on the ghost as much as the ghosts themselves actually like putting it on themselves. We've seen that in the case of like Toki, um, uh, with Elsie. So yeah, this this ghost is um, as Toki would put, naked, <laughs> um, completely shellless, just a, just the orb, um, which is extremely odd, um, but doesn't seem to care or mind or anything. Like it, if anything, it, it's the ghost is still concerned for Shire's return to Earth, and Shire right. is she's written that off like. She's she's very much down this like one man army holy crusade. Um, I don't I don't need the I don't need the the I, all my friends have either betrayed me speaking to her own fire team and her her own family, or abandoned me speaking to the the rest of the vanguard or as what she's seen um, from her point of view. Uh, so yeah, it, it like and th- and then like I, I got a lot of Hamlet vibes from her like holding this skull in the in the cockpit. <laughs> yeah, and I'm kinda. just like, this is, I mean, this is, this is very like, 
I don't know. This is, this is very Shakespearean here of her just like caressing this this skull. And um, first off, who the hell skull is this? Do, do, do we even have a clue? Pres- don't know. Presumably someone she killed if she knows it's shotgun pellets that are yeah. striped across the the cheekbone. Okay, then. Um, but then she got, she, she's, she's in orbit around Venus, uh, which, uh, the only, the only, I guess, sanctioned op right now to Venus is the vault of glass. Uh, but anything outside of that, like there are no guardians roaming Venus freely. Um, which again, canonically explaining why they, why we don't have Venus as a, as a patrol zone. Um, but then comes across this. Now the, now the Elixni there that was leading the other, the, the hunter, this Elixni was wearing um, House of Light robes, House of Light sigil yep. and stuff. So that's yep. to me that's odd that she takes she takes him out because that was another thing that I was thinking of too while you were reading this, and she even mentions it too. Like you know, did, did I think she was talking to the hunter when she said this because obviously the Elixni was dead, but she was like, did you did you fall under Aramis's uh, guiding hand or or did you find stasis on your own? Did you portray the light on your own? Um, but I would think that Shaira, being this this level of of holy righteousness, would actually look to House Light um, as a I, I don't want to say beacon, but but definitely a friend. Uh, um, the the Elixni at the time also being outcast, but even she she even sees the Elixni as an outcast. Like she's talking she's talking to the about the dead Elixni here about you know we open our doors to to the enemy. Um, mm-hmm. so she doesn't, she's not even seeing a difference between house light and house salvation, house salvation, obviously being under Aramis following all darkness and using stasis and all that jazz. Uh, whereas house light under Mithrax, um, using the light, like trying to, trying to become better. Uh, again, I, I, I'm still kind of in my head associating light and dark as good and bad, but uh, and we've talked about this before too, Myth, that neither one of those has an affiliation. They are just tools. Right. Um, one just happens to, to be of light power. The other one happens to be of dark power. So yeah, it, it's, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by Shaira's line of thought here um, of just outright killing the Elixni who's flying house light colors um and i've obviously like i i know why she kills the hunter because she sees the hunter as a, an abomination that using stasis like a betrayer right um and such a such a clean i i say such a clean death too but such an absolute like ends him ghost materializes boom praxic fire sword right through the ghost shatters to a million pieces he bleeds out on the sidewalk and him i i love i love his words too him saying you're no better than the Dredgen and and Shin Malfer and all them like you you're no better than the entire series of guardians who are trying to do exactly what you're doing but doing it with i guess dark infestation cuz again thinking to the Dredgens they all um grafted like hive chitin onto their weapons right and that's what like kind of like drove them dark or am yeah, I? Yeah, there's there's a very I long to say. <laughs> story that we need to do a series. I on. know there's a deeper uh, story there than just that, but I know about, about Shin and Dredgen Yor. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So the 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 Dredgens 
Uh, and it also depends on what point in history we're, we're talking about. But at this point, the dredgens he would be referring to are essentially the cult that follows their image of what dredgen you, of what they think dredgen your stood for. Okay. Um, and so it, but I think he's, he's at least comparing in that same like zealotous action of, you know, dredge, the dredgens are doing what they think your would have wanted uh out of out of almost a religious belief in your and what his goals were gotcha um, the way that Shire is taking this religious belief to the light yeah, that's the comparison yeah. that he's doing okay i was i was again i know that dredgen story's a lot bigger <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so yeah um but yeah that's that's uh i i mean she's she's I don't want to say she's insane, but Shira, but I mean, yeah, she's not, not thinking rationally. Definitely for sure. not all there. She's definitely not, not thinking rationally, but yeah, this is, it seems bad news bears for anyone wielding stasis. Yeah. And I, as far as the elixir goes, I don't know if, if in her mind, Aramis is elixir and had stasis, therefore all elixir are bad right. or have the capability of being bad. Um, and maybe if maybe she also just assumes like Elixni can wield stasis, therefore an Elixni hanging around a stasis wielding guardian must also be a stasis user these, or something these are like dangerous that. Dangerous thoughts for her to have. Like this oh, very is, uh, much so, yes. Yeah. But you know, if if we're going to find some kind of rationale, I have to think that that those were the dots she connected Gotta be. or she just truly doesn't care about the elixir and sees them just as enemies in general. Sure. Um, which is, is possible. Now, the one thing that I do want to point out at the very end here. So she, she was very, very cold and calculated and very oh, yeah. like boom, 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 shoot the guardian you know, mortally wound the guardian for the ghost to come out immediately had a game plan for destroying the ghost. Uh, but even yet that, that last, that second to last line of, you know, bile rises in the back of her throat as she watches this, this hunter bleed out in front of her from wounds she inflicted. Like it seems like she's not, she's not as, as cold about it as she maybe wants to be. Or, or wants to pretend to be because she's still almost having this like nauseous reaction to it as if there's a, there's a part of her, there's a part of her in there. That... Yeah. That's. So, uh, while Shaira has escaped from Vanguard custody, um, and, uh, is off on her hunts again, I, we are going to jump over to uh, the tower, and we're also going to jump in time. Uh, so this is the season of the lost now. Uh, so quite a bit of time between Beyond Light and Season of the Lost, which was the season just prior to which. This this is where. Um... Uh, Osiris revealed himself as being Sabathun. Uh, Correct. Queen Mara 
trapped her trapped her in stasis as she was like appearing and then like yep. she made the bargain was like hey do all this stuff for me and then i will give the body of osiris back to you yep okay uh so it has just been revealed um to the vanguard and presumably a, a decent amount of the guardian population at this point that osiris was not osiris uh, for the previous year. I was going to say for a long time. And uh, also remember, Shire has been out doing her hunts, presumably, this entire time. And so we come to uh, Season of the Lost, a gun that a lot of people n- knew and was in their, uh, in their loadout for quite some time. Re- Fan, fantastic dps weapon still i think pretty good um i, I don't know i've i've taken the rockets lately uh yeah. two-tailed fox with a catalyst i'm just gonna put it out there right now <laughs> spicy af man it's that and thunderlord thunderlord's made a big comeback for me for dps it's been it's been kicking ass once upon a time it was all Tri- triple tap firing line yep that was that I... was the play and I don't know how many people ever had a, a thought to look at the lore card on it, but uh, oh, we're going to go just, over they it They just next. looked to see if it had triple tap fire glide, and if it didn't, <laughs> it got deleted. Unfortunately, that's, that's probably pretty, <laughs> probably it's pretty representative of what a lot of people did. <laughs> uh, but we're going to read it for you, and uh, we're going to see that during this time read uh, of shire's original fire team has has been thinking a lot about what happened to her and the part that he feels he's played uh and how much he regrets putting his trust in a particular person uh hence the name reads regret which goes like this a ceiling light flickers to life with a buzzing click radiating a fluorescent pink glow. Moths scatter among the racks of weapons mounted on the walls. Reed Seven ducks into the room, barely able to shut the door behind him. The space is little more than closet. An arms locker stuffed to the ceiling with a collection of weapons. His hip brushes past a workbench, where a black-and-gold-plated fusion rifle marked with the eye of Osiris rests. He sinks into the seat at the workbench, shoulders slouched forward. The chair groans in protest under his weight, and there are notes scrawled on loose papers around the fusion rifle, all in his friend Shaira's handwriting. A fine layer of dust covers everything. Reed turns the fusion rifle over in his hands. He remembers when Saint-14 gave this to Shira for her accomplishments in the trials. He remembers a few months later, when Shira had a breakdown during a match and nearly killed another guardian. He remembers the fallout, too. The anger. The pain. Do not worry for Shira. Osiris had told him. Reed can still hear his voice haunting the back of his mind. I am no stranger to these kinds of traumas, 
I can look after her, guide her. Reed's grip around the fusion rifle tightens. Show her the way back to clarity. His hand trembles as he remembers those last words. You can trust me. And that's it for that card. So, so, okay. So that wasn't Osiris then. <laughs> no, that was, that was Osusurus. Os- that was Osusurus, yeah. <laughs> Sa- Savasiris. <laughs> so again, this words. is, this, uh, Reed's Regret, the rifle came out during Season of the Lost. So presumably Reed has just learned yeah. that the Osiris he entrusted his friend too to get help probably you know mental help was really the the witch queen yeah. of lies and manipulation yeah not, not exactly who you want on your mental health team nope nope <laughs> yeah no that's uh yeah i mean literally anyone that that had anything to do with osiris during that whole time was just straight betrayed i mean yeah. look at crow like I think Crow still kind of struggles with with. I mean, we still haven't seen oh, any true. I I don't have we seen any type of interaction in game between Crow and Osiris, uh, post both of them not being what they were. <laughs> Nothing that comes to mind immediately. Because Crow during the season of Lost, or at the very end of season of Lost, right before Witch Queen, uh, Crow had an interaction with Sabathun uh, while she was in Case and Ice, and she gave him all of his memories back. So he has all of his memories, uh, presumably yep. has everything that he that he has of of Aldrin and everything he's ever done as Aldrin. Um, how the fuck she did that? I still have no goddamn clue. Uh, I guess at the time she was darkness, wasn't she? Because while yeah, she, she was in she the was, ice, she was still yep. under the worm. God, that's a. You want to talk about a mind fuck of a story of how that came out? Like, that was <laughs> Witch Queen was a good damn story. Um, yes. So, but we've never had any interaction between post um, memory retrieval crow and post uh, Nezarek dark tea sipping um, <laughs> awakened Osiris, have we? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Because I would love. I know. I know. Icora's had tons of interviews with Osiris. Like oh, she's yeah. at, she's there, there, there's a whole, um, set of, uh, there's a whole lore book that came with the Lightfall, uh, collection edition. That's just all of their talks of her making tea and the two of them trying to, her trying to get him to open up and, and kind of like share that trauma. And, and he just keeps talking about Neomuna, keeps talking about Neptune and saying there's another city there. Um, so yeah, it like, I would love to see the two of their characters have some type of interaction um, to see like what type of relationship that has, because again, that type of relationship there, it it the the same whatever relationship there would presumably be the same as what happened between Shira and Osiris. So yeah. Osiris was very much a prisoner in his own body. He could see some of these events happening; they're very hazy to him, and as much as. Um, his mind was open to um, Savathun's. Her, hers was open to him as well. So they kind of, she was, he was able to kind of share some of her thoughts. And so, like, to 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 be in Osiris's body, guiding this this warlock, the Shaira, 
um, down this dark path of like, yeah, no, dark, dark, bad, light, good. Go do, go do your, your zealot retribution stuff. And for Reed to have sent his friend, his family to what he thought was a, a very highly thought out, thought about warlock, a, a very scholarly person, um, Osiris, like that's, that's gotta be like hell on Reed. Like, yeah, he's definitely got to, obviously, hence the name Reed's regret. Like that's, that is probably his biggest regret right now. Cause he's lost, his, he's lost a family team. Uh, a fire team member, a family member, a friend, um, and yeah, no, that's that's a that's a that sucks. That fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does, and I I think you know who knows what Savathun in the you know in the skin of Osiris told Shira what, right. what ideas she fueled, um, and. Yeah. In addition to that, uh, I think we now probably know how she escaped Vanguard custody. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, Savathun um, left a door unlocked, um, yeah. you know, or something, uh, and allowed Shire an opportunity. I was going to say because Os- Osiris kind of orchestrated the entire. Um, I I I know Lakshmi was the ultimate person to open the Vex Gate, but I. I think Osiris it had a all, bit of a hand yeah. in it. Uh, Osusris, uh, Sav- Savasiris, uh, had a bit of a hand in opening the gate. And then, because uh, he didn't help close it. I know we were the ones to close it. Uh, right. But I know he was on the rooftop watching that whole scene with Saint and Amanda and cheating Ikora. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he um he very much steered, you know, manipulated. Oh, he absolutely. very much steered Lakshmi into that course of action and And we saw how yeah. that turned out. So like if he steered Lakshmi that way, like who's to say how he steered right. uh Shaira? So uh needless to say, all you know, again, season of the loss has just been discovered, you know, and I, some pieces are maybe falling into place for Reed about like why she went even more off the deep end and you know left the tower and, and all of that. Um, and so we had we had some some emotions here, we had Shaira's wrath, Reed's regret. I, uh, but the third fire team member. Um, the name of their weapon is an action tied to an emotion. Uh, so this is this launched with Witch Queen. So not that long after uh, Reed's regret, and that is Aisha's embrace. Which, in addition to being a really cool scout rifle, uh, continues the story for this fire team, uh, and we can start to see. A little bit of a little bit of hope. So uh, this one goes like this. She's been here before. Pale wisps of clouds swirl over the pine trees, the color of black and emerald. No birds sing here. Only the cold wind whistles through the tree branches. Flares of atomic fire bloom in the woods and lick against smoldering bark. There is poison in the ground, violence in the air. Screams, both human and inhuman, 
erupt and echo out into the gloom. She's been here before. Two dozen hive thrall erupt from the mouth of a cave, shimmering and opalescent with mollusk corpses. They scramble through the dark, shrieking cries of death and birth, and Shira stands, sword of fire held fast, screaming against the crashing tide of chitin and bone. She has been here before. Burning embers of thrall rain around her, but with each dispatched wave of necrotic soldiers, their numbers seem to double. They press forward, inching her closer and closer to the crumbling ravine. Shaira knows that the only way out is through, and wings of flame roar off her back, leaving a trail of rippling heat and charred thrall in her wake. She has been here before. The thrall finally recede, but the towering knight that strides through their parted ranks is an escalation, not a victory. Her sword clashes with the knight's shield, shattering it in a single blow before tearing through the knight's arm and sinking her blade into its chest. She has been here before. She can feel her light ebbing and wastes no time splitting the knight in half and separating head from body. Shayer exhales with with relief, but with her next breath comes a blinding flash of light. It manifests above the night. Her vision swims, her mind reels. The shape is at once familiar and alien. A ghost. Shaira sees the hive knight reborn, reconstructed, as a guardian would be. She has been here before, but not like this. And deep panic builds in her chest. This is no hive death ritual. This is not Titan. She runs from the knight's next swing and slips into the reach of the thrall that tear at her armor. Mustering the last of her solar energy, Shira calls up a cyclonic pillar of flame that twists up into the sky and consumes the knight. Not like this. The revenant knight collapses in the flames and its ghost manifests once more. Shara leaps forward and drives her sword through, pinning the screaming ghost to the forest floor. Her solar aura flickers and fades. Smoke and steam billow from her back and shoulders. Not like this, she yells out into the air. Shay! Shaira's breath catches, her mind jostled. She feels the soft grass beneath her and sees the flower-dappled park that surrounds her, all sitting beneath the shadow of the traveler in the heart of the city. Her SMG lies on the ground at her side. Tears shine below exhausted eyes, dark hair and a tangle matted to her head. And Aisha kneels in front of her friend as one might before a wild animal. Reed Seven stands at her back in abject silence hand over his mouth. City security fans out behind him, their weapons trained on Shaira. Shay, Aisha pleads. She gingerly places her hand on Shaira's cheek and looks into her eyes, searching for a sign of recognition. And Shaira eventually reaches up and touches one of Aisha's hands. And she tries to talk, but the words are merely whimpers.
Naisha wraps her arms around Shaira's shoulders and pulls her into an embrace. It's going to be okay, Naisha whispers into her hair. We're going to get you help, Naisha promises. And Shaira does not trust herself or the world she thought she knew. Light is dark, dark is light. The lines have blurred beyond recognition. But at least in this surrender, there is peace. And that's the end of that one. To quote Aldrin, the line between light and dark is so very thin. Which, which queen changed everything? Like, the scene, the scene that she's reliving here, she's not technically reliving it. Uh, now, in, in this, in where she's at right now, she is reliving the scene. But the scene that she is reliving is a duplicate scene of her first traumatic scene. Mm-hmm. So, in in order of in order of events for scenes, uh, the first scene is her lightless uh, fighting through waves and waves and waves of thralls and a knight and all that stuff. That's the scene that she relives in her first trials match, where she beheads this guardian, dearms and beheads him. Uh, turns him into the the Black Knight of of uh, uh, <laughs> Monty, Holy, Monty Python. Python. Yeah, <laughs> just only a flesh wound. Uh, yeah, turn, does that, and they had to like shut her down there um, before she, you know, killed him. In this this scene that's that's playing out in front of her eyes uh, is a scene happening, very common scene to all guardians that played uh, Witch Queen. Uh, you fight down these hive and a ghost pops up and reses them. And you're like, what the fuck do I do with this information? Um, we as guardians, the player themselves reaches out and crushes the ghost and says, no more ghost. Um, and the whole, the whole time of Witch Queen, we're trying to figure out like, what the hell is this? What is happening? What the hell is going on? How are there ghosts? linked with hive are they do we call them guardians are they light bearers like what the hell is happening here um and for someone like shira who who up till this point has been on that very um zealot path uh with this righteous fury against the dark to come against a hive and for it to have the light has got to be insanely confusing for her and just a complete trigger point. So again, for that same scene to kind of play out while she's fighting these Lucent Hive, because uh, that's what she's come across in the scene, and for this Hive to pop out a ghost, and the ghost to reconstruct the Hive and be like, okay, fight it again. Now she truly is in that thought pattern of light is dark, dark is light, up is down, left is right. I don't know what the hell to think anymore. That's just a whole new level of PTSD triggering. Uh, that's that's just beyond. Like I I don't even know. Like we we have nothing in our human experience to to compare that to. I don't feel like. And then for her yeah. to live that out uh, so vividly in the city, like obviously she has come back to the city and is living this thing out. And her fire team has come up upon her and found her. And of course the city guard has surrounded her like you know, like, hey, this this lady's dangerous. We need to take her in. And for Aisha to come up and be, hey, 
we're going to get you help. Like, we are going to get you the help that you need. Like, that's, I, oh, that's, that's a happy moment, kind of. <laughs> Not kind of. It is. It, the, the, the scene playing out and, and her going through that level of PTSD, that sucks. That is a genuine, like, that fucking sucks moment. But then, like, for Aisha to even, to, to come across her and just completely, I mean, the name's in it. Aisha's embrace to embrace her, and and I forgive her. I feel like, and yeah. and say, look, you're still family. You're still wanted. You're still loved. We're gonna get you the help you need. Like that's, huh? That's gonna make me cry, but in a happy way. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a strong moment there. It is, uh, and uh, the the flavor text for Aisha's embrace um, is "Fill my wounds with molten gold and make me whole again." Oh, maybe so. Maybe don't do it that way, but yeah, find some way to make it whole again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fill it with molten hugs. How about that? There you go. There you go. Molten gold. Uh, you're 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 you're. That's, that might hurt. Well, I mean, that's Jaffa. That's uh, that's Teal. <laughs> that's Stargate. Yeah, that's wrong. Yeah. Wrong series. Yeah, did, wasn't expecting to be Jafad in this, were you? Ha <laughs> <laughs> Was not. I was not. Can honestly say that was not what I was thinking. I've watched way too much Star Stargate. You that's... have watched far too much Stargate. <laughs> It's been a couple of years since I've done an SG one marathon. Yeah, so I'm, a t- I'm a tad behind. <laughs> yeah, I. But. Uh, but yeah, so we we have this, you know, these these visions of, uh, you know, psychological break. Oh yeah, is the only thing I can I can say is like, the 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 one thing she kind of hung her whole life on was shown to be false and she essentially blacks out and finds herself just laying in the grass under the traveler in the city. Yeah. Uh, knowing, not knowing. She's had this, this, this great good or what she thought was this great good and followed it to a, a fanatical point. And then to, for that, what she saw as a great good switch sides <laughs> And for her to be like, I don't know what to do with these thoughts now. I don't know what to do with my life now. That's a that's a scary thing for a human to have to go through. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we do have that that glimmer of hope at the end. She is reunited with her her fire team, albeit briefly, uh, with the promise that things will get better. Uh, Yay! And- I like. I like happiness. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now we are going to move into uh, what happens with Shira and some of the people around Shira um, after she is brought into Vanguard custody a second time now, but with you know actual help. Yay! <laughs> not Savathun. Not, not Savathun <laughs> help. That's not who. If if. No, that's not who you want on on your mental health team. Yeah. Um. So now we are going to go into the atavistic idol 
uh, armor set, which is the Trials armor that came with Season of the Haunted. Uh, so another bit of a time jump here. Uh, and unlike the original armor sets, um, for the atavistic sets, they're all the same. Uh, all the classes are the same lore cards. Uh, so we're going to be reading off of the warlock ones because I'm a warlock main, but yeah. they'll all read the same. And Shire is a warlock, so suck and it. And Shire is a warlock. <laughs> uh, so we're going to start with the helmet, and it goes like this. Earth, last city, detention facility. Shaira kneels on a pillow, eyes closed and head bowed, hands folded into her lap. The soundscape of city noise punctuated by the melody of birds and the whistling wind surrounds her. But there is no grass beneath her pillow, only cold concrete. Four holographic screens encircle Shaira providing a semi-realistic depiction of the gardens at the center of the last city, a place of calm, serenity, situated in the shadow of the traveler. I exalt our forebears, Shaira says softly. I exalt my fire team. I exalt my truth. I exalt my heart. I exalt humanity's capacity for love. This above all else I hold true. The words feel like a thick syrup in her mouth. Guilt makes it taste bitter. Her jaw trembles and throat tightens, her mouth too dry to swallow. She continues her mantra. I exalt our forebears. Her voice wavers just a little. I exalt my fire team. Her jaw trembles. I exalt my truth. And she can feel the warmth of tears on her cheeks. I exalt my heart. Her voice cracks. I exalt hu human, and she breaks. Recitations turn into sobs, and Shire slides from the pillow to the floor. Her shoulders heave, and she pulls her knees to her chest, crying against her legs. Dead guardians stare with hollow eye sockets when she closes her eyes, and they beg for their lives. She trains a gun on them and exalts her truth. And that's the end of that one. That's, that's, I, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's the, Jesus, man. That's, uh, yeah, that's the truth she has to live with. Yep. That's 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 her reality. Like and you know, she's clearly she's been in this facility for a little while now. Uh you know, a, a couple of months if we go by season milestones. Yeah. Um 
and is is probably a little more. I would not send her herself. to the Leviathan on ops. <laughs> no, that would be <laughs> fucking bad. That would be beyond fucking bad. Do not get her anywhere near the nightmare security system. That no, no, would no. be bad. <laughs> but she she's probably a little more herself, which also means she's she's now coming to terms with the things she did. That's that's a whew, I wasn't ready for this. That's that's a that's a scary that's a scary thing to have to live with day in and day out. Like it's it's I I I mean having having been a soldier, having been in the army, having been to war, having you know, I've been to Iraq. I, that's that's yeah, that's a that's a scary thing to have to live with. Uh <laughs> and and now granted for Shaira, this is definitely a more uh um I I I I'd say personal. Uh because again, thinking of yeah. like every guardian and every, because uh, again, thinking of the term guardian and, and light bearer, uh, the guardians are very much that they are the guardians of the last city, um, and are a what I would consider a military force. Um, I think that's pretty safe to say. Yeah. yeah. So, but also it, it's a military force with a, with a very deep connection to each other through the light. Um, mm-hmm. and, and hell, even through the dark. I mean, that both ways, I think. Um, but yeah, like for her to have killed guardians, what would, would, I would think would be akin to like brothers and sisters. Um, and then to have to live with that guilt after after the fact like and then for for the guardians to and and her own fire team to come and say hey we forgive you and we are going to get you help like that's i don't know having to live with that level of guilt that's a i i don't know man that's jesus shire has had a hard time she has uh and it's not to say so yes she she was forgiven by her fire team and they they want to get get her some help that doesn't mean they haven't been unaffected by oh, all of yeah. these events either um and that that actually leads us into the next uh armor piece here which is the the gloves the atavistic idol gloves um and uh this is on the moon in the ocean of storms, the anchor of light, uh, where we're going to see what her fire team has been up to during this time. Uh, so this one goes like this. The Vanguard won't hold a military tribunal in the middle of a war. Reed Seven is a voice of reason. He stands in the doorway of a derelict moon base, fusion rifle held in a relaxed grip. The still, smoldering bodies of the hive thrall are scattered around the room. That's not comforting, the woman at Reed's back says. Aisha's shoulders past him, leading with the barrel of her scout rifle, sweeping the area for any remaining targets. 
The last thing I want is Shay languishing in some some kind of vanguard prison cell for however long this goes on for. Or until we're all dead, Reed Seven finishes. Aisha says nothing. This isn't the end of the world, Aisha, but we have to reach the bottom before we can climb up to the top again. This isn't the bottom, Aisha asks, tilting her head to the side mockingly. She steps over one of the blown-out windows and gestures to the massive silhouettes of the Leviathan hanging over the moon, a crimson stream of nightmares spiraling up into its open maw. Because it sure as hell looks like it. And what, the vanguard has us out here doing... doing new light patrols? They can't afford to give us leave, no matter how much we need it, Reed says. We have to stay active. Contribute. We lost too many new guardians already with the loosened high of assault on the Cosmodrome. We can't... We can't afford to lose anyone else. We have to do everything we can. Aisha leans one arm against the broken window frame, head hung low. Yeah, she whispers. Yeah. That's the end of that card. I I do like this. Like it's it's. I like that that the end there. Like we have to do everything we can, you know. Like it it's it's uh <laughs> it's funny because I I honestly think of it as like a a canonic reason for why to keep playing Destiny during the lulls of Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah kind of like we can't just keep doing all these stupid patrols and new light crap like yeah but you could you, you could you, you could. could um yeah no it's it's i yeah it it's it's and especially at that point in time in 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 destiny like it's as still kind of confusing time because the season of the haunted was uh the first season after uh witch queen correct um i think i think yeah, it, was. it was i that. think it was the season after yep, witch because it was this, yep and then uh plunder and then uh um seraph so yeah so so this is this is right off the heels of uh witch queen uh and risen season of the risen that's what that's what the witch queen season was um, that's right yeah so yeah so this is this is right on the heels of that uh the leviathans here like darkness is coming so it's like that that idea of like we still have to do something like we can't just we can't just go on leave and um they even say it there like they're not going to hold a military tribunal in the middle of a war because we are clearly at war with the darkness right now as well as the lucent hive um as ma- more mainly the lucent hive and the return of Callus's ship and the the what what were they called on his ship? Were they just the opulent? I think I don't so. think they were. I don't Something think they were like Shadow that. Legion at that time. They didn't become Shadow Legion no. until he brought them all in with uh, uh, Lightfall. So I th- they they might have just been the loyalists. That's what it was, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. I'm gonna call him the opulent because that's to me that's that's callous. Like if I had to describe callous yeah. in one word, like opulent, like that's that to me is what the what callous is. And so like his followers would be like the the opulent loyalist. I feel like because even he like a he he even says I think throughout 
I want to say during, uh, I want to say he says stuff like this during Season of the Haunted, or maybe it was during Lightfall. Like he 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 doesn't even look at the Red Legion as anything. Like they're they're outcasts. They're oh, no. nothing. Um. So yeah, it's it, it the the point in time that this is happening. Um, it's a very it's a very hard time for the Vanguard as a whole. Um, and so like even even just I th- I think it's I think on the Vanguard's part, it's better to have Shira in a place of holding and and more of a let's find help rather than a let's hold a military tribunal yeah. and maybe you know hang her for war crimes. Um. Because that's right. you know that's that's totally gonna help her fire team move on, right? No, that's that's bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, yeah, it it's uh, life goes on in the system. Hmm. Uh. So we're gonna stick with Reed and Aisha here for the next couple entries. Uh. So they're on the moon. The Leviathan is up above them nightmares are a happening yeah. all around they mentioned they're they're being kind of funneled up into the leviathan um as you know the leviathan is kind of sucking the energy of uh of nezarak as we learn um out of the moon uh and they are just doing patrols trying to keep you know helping whatever small way they can and they have a little bit of an encounter so this is the atavistic idol vestments, uh, the chess piece, and it goes like this. A fallen vandal collapses to the ground, ether vapor rising from a glowing hole where his face once was. Dark blue blood sizzles around the wound. Clear, Reed Seven calls out from the top of a flight of metal stairs. The barrel of his fusion rifle still crackling with energy from the last bolt. As he descends, Aisha follows and shoulders her scout rifle. Looks like they were pulling the wiring out of the walls, she observes, lifting up her hand and alighting her ghost, Dunya, into the air. Check the systems here and make sure they weren't doing anything else. Affirmative, Dunya chirps, zooming off through the air towards a computer terminal. Aisha notices that Reed's glowing eyes are fixed on the ether wafting from the vandal's body. She spares a glance at Dunya before crossing the floor to Reed's side. Hey, she says with a hand on his arm, jostling him from his thoughts. Uh, I'm good, he lies, gingerly pulling away. Just thinking. Aisha looks down at the corpse and then back up to Reed. This isn't like what Shay did on Venus. She tries to be reassuring, but comes off as dismissive. How is it any different? He asks with a dagger sharpness in his voice. These, they they were stripping wires from the walls, Aisha. They weren't trying to hurt anybody. They opened fire on us first. And we didn't even try to talk to them first either, Reed yells. Uh, Aisha? Dunya chirps across the room. Neither guardian hears the ghost. I'm sorry, Aisha says as she throws her arms up. Was I supposed to do that before or after they threw a grenade at me? Aisha, Dunya says again, with more alarm. We could have tried something, anything, 
Reed screams, getting in her face. We could have... Aisha! Now, please! Red light floods over Dunya's black and gold shell. The tiny ghost's monocular blue eye bobs up and down as he tracks backwards through the air, taking in the presence of a ethereal figure hovering above. Aisha and Reed turn at Dunya's chirp of alarm, guns drawn. But as they train their sights on the robed nightmare shimmer, shimmering in front of them, neither one can fully commit their aim. Aisha is the first to whisper, an expletive in shock at the sight. Arguing about which one of you is as terrible as I am? The nightmare of Shaira asks, turning her crimson stare away from Dunya's retreating form. Heaven forbid you be as awful as your murderous friend. Aisha is frozen in confusion, hands trembling on the grip of her scout rifle. Shay. The words come out of her mouth as little more than a hoarse whisper. The nightmare of Shaira floats slowly through the air toward Aisha and Reed smiling when Dunya hides behind his guardian and transmats away. First comes the guilt, the nightmare crones, and then the shame, and then the denial. I know the patterns well. She wags a finger back and forth, chiddlingly. How soon before you forget me? Find a new warlock to bask in their well. Pretend that I never existed. Shay, Shay. Aisha can't even string her words together. Not until she feels Reed's metal hand clamp down on her shoulder. And when she looks at him, his expression is one of resolve, not fear. It's then that she remembers the instructions Eris had given about how to survive on the moon if ever the nightmares came for them with familiar faces or familiar voices. And Aisha looks back at the nightmare of Shaira and whispers, I'm sorry. And that's the end of that card. Dude, the nightmare security system is... I think it's just bad for everyone. That's just... <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's just it man that sucks yeah no i like as much as i said we don't want shaira showing up here we don't want anybody showing up here like this is just bad <laughs> yeah. all the way around yeah they have to to have to have the nightmare of shaira staring you down going oh you're for, you're just gonna forget me right like f you guys like all right whatever yeah arguing about which one of you is the most like your murderous yeah, friend. Yeah, that's like... <laughs> that was a little, little on point. Uh, but it, it, I mean, it brings up an interesting question too. Like everyone's always like, like, and I, I maybe not everyone, but I've definitely asked this. Like, we have the Elixir on our side. We have the 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 Cabal on our side. Um, I feel like it's a matter of time before we have the Vex on our side through Asher Mir. Um, what what do we do when when there's just like barely pockets of it because that's that's kind of like what everyone's doing like the cabal are are anyone who's loyal to keitel in the cabal way um 
are they are sticking with her. Like we don't really the Red Legion is nothing now. Like it's it's genuinely nothing. Um and even like separatist elixnes that aren't like after after Aramis's whole thing, like there really are no elixnes that are that aren't trying to follow um uh, like maybe there's some that are trying to follow Spider a little bit, but even Spider's kinda like underneath He's lost a lot of favor, and he's yeah, he's in yeah, the city like now. he's in the city, and he's still kind of underneath house light. Like he's still not even like really his own thing anymore. And like Ido's figured out how to like fuck with his shit <laughs> and hack his hack his bullshit ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like I, I don't know, like it's that's a that's kind of an interesting thought. Like yeah, these these guys weren't even trying to kill anyone; they were just trying to strip parts to live. Like who are we to? to to shoot back like but i mean it's 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 you know like it that's kind of the life of the guardian like you get shot at and you shoot back and ask questions afterwards like there it's it's a it's a tough life yep so um so yeah technically uh this was two lore cards by the way but they they link up that in such a way there wasn't really a good stopping point so that was the chest and the boots fair enough um but i i do think that in a in a weird way coming across the nightmare of shira is kind of a good thing for them because it it's it's forcing them to come to terms with some of these thoughts that they have had. Oh yeah. Yeah. With, with some of these, these fears that they were never going to vocalize. Well, now it's, now it's in front of them and they got to deal with it. I mean, whether they want to or not. We, we saw that across the board with Zavala and, and mm-hmm. Crow. I mean, like, yeah, that's, that's kind of I I guess the nightmare system can be looked at in in kind of a positive light in that way of like you 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 I hate to say you're forced to deal with with the shittiness of shittiness <laughs> but you kind of are but it, in the same yeah. way it it's kind of like it remove I don't want to say it like removes the awkwardness because there's still awkwardness there but it it kind of does like it to be put you know uh front and center and and to deal to to just be like I have to deal with this now it's it's I don't know it's it could be a good thing yeah now clearly like the the correct method and they even talk about it like what Eris had trained them to do is yeah. you you need to address your trauma yep. you need to to look at it head on and understand it and come to terms with it and then the nightmares no longer have power over you yep uh now clearly not everybody is going to be able to do that or at least not the first time they come across a nightmare so you know i don't want to say that this is like this is should be the guardian therapy program or anything i mean but i think something. for these two for these two in particular, in the situation they're in, this, in the long term, helps them. It, it makes them come to terms with all of those nagging doubts and questions and feelings about their friend that they did not want to confront, and now they've got to and do. Well, and thinking of it in that way, too, I I think that's definitely how 
Crow and Zavala um, felt afterward, where like yeah, Crow definitely. I mean, like he looked at 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 Ultra and he said, "This is part of me." And and he even even like to this day, he's, you know, that sucks that I was Ultron, but I am no longer Ultron. Although he is part of me, like yeah, it's it's. I think out of out of any guardian that's had any type of of interaction with the nightmares, Crow has been the one most uh, respondent to them. Uh, yes, in, in the in the form of a <laughs> acceptance therapy. That's again to yeah. think of the nightmares as an acceptance therapy is kind of a fucked up <laughs> thing to think of, but it kind of worked for him. Um, and even Zavala too, to a point. Like it, 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 it. Uh, the the whole the whole you know it, the traveler is not my god like it's it right yeah it definitely like made him look inward and 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 I think helped him too. Um, Keitel, I, I don't know, I I don't know the nightmare system really did anything for Keitel. Yeah, I mean it it didn't it didn't it it yeah for. For Keitel, she had to face kind of her ideals of Gaul yeah. versus who he actually was and and all that. Um but no, so so these two are are come face to face with a nightmare uh that they they have to work their way through. Um and as we jump to the last piece of this armor set, the atavistic idol bond, I uh, the class item, we're going back to Shire's point of view. Uh, in the detention facility, and she's having a discussion with uh, someone who's there to truly help this time. Uh, so this one goes like this. The first step to healing are learning to forgive yourself. That's a hard one, I know. Dr. Sidia Uzar sets her data pad aside, then sits forward in her chair. She folds her hands in front of herself. A tiny beaded chain is wrapped around one hand, and a small bone charm of the traveler is pressed into her palm. Shire, whether or not a court of law finds you guilty of your actions in any measure, you are still held accountable to the court of your own conscience. Across from Dr. Uzar, Shire is slouched in her chair. She stares past her doctor out the narrow windows and looks to the looming figure of the traveler hanging in the sky. And it seems so much bigger compared to the projections she chooses to display in her cell. And who judges them? Shire asks, motioning to the window with her chin to the traveler. Dr. Uzar turns, glancing over her shoulder. Her grips on the charm tightens. I don't know, is her immediate answer, but the question will burrow its way through her mind, surfacing again when she lies down in bed tonight. I understand the human condition far better than a god's. Maybe the traveler abandoned us because it's ashamed of us, of what we've done in its name. Shire's voice is small and weary. An alert flickers on Dr. Uzar's data pad, momentarily drawing her attention away. Shire fills the silence with a sigh. Maybe, 
Dr. Uzar says, though she doesn't believe it. But maybe we're all just short on hope these days. I'd like to extend our session a little longer, if you're willing. Would you mind if we did so with some guests? Concern flashes across Shaira's face, defensiveness, shame. She sits up slightly in her seat, and Dr. Uzar can see the tension. When we speak of forgiveness, sometimes it helps to first be forgiven, Dr. Uzar says with a tampered smile. Shayura glances to the data pad and then back to the doctor. Read seven, and Aisha are here and would like to see you. And tears well in Shayura's eyes. Her voice, a descent, evaporates. Shayura realizes that there is one thing she can still have faith in. Her family. And that's the end of that lore card. Oh. That's gonna make me cry happy tears. <laughs> I I I I don't even know what to say to this. Like I all of this I Yay. Yeah, so you know, she is she is now with this Dr. Sadia Uzar, who is, you know, presumably a therapist of some sort. Um who's kind of like trying to work her through coming to terms with the things she has done. Uh, when she was not necessarily herself. Uh, and, you know, Shira still very much has this, like, she's now, she's now kind of disillusioned with oh, the, yeah. the faith of the traveler. You know, who judges them? Uh, have they abandoned us because we have, because they're ashamed of what we've done with their power? Uh, like, very just kind of she i feel like she's still she's still drifting she's still not really having a direction because she, that north star is gone oh sure sure uh but her fire team has come to visit uh maybe it, it almost sounds like this is maybe the first time they've come to visit since she's been here uh yeah i think i think you're and, right and you know she she decides that like if i can't have faith in some higher power i can at least have faith that my my family my fire team is always going to be there for me that's a that's a feel good that's that's a happy moment i like that that is that is uh but we're not done yet okay please tell so... me it stays happy if it gets sad again i don't know how to take this roller coaster <laughs> Don't worry. There's there's no more downs on this roller coaster oh, thank ride. God. Uh, but we do have some some further events that happened. So uh, recently, actually, um, so we are going to look at the unwavering duty trials machine gun, which dropped with season of the seraph, which was very recent. Um, and we can kind of see the next steps in her recovery uh as well as what the vanguard is kind of forced to do given what's going on in the game at the moment uh and so this one goes like this and no thanks aisha says nudging a steaming cup of tea back across the small table 
Reed Seven watches her with visible concern as he hunches forward, leaning into a shaft of morning light dappling the bazaar. And it doesn't feel the same without... And Aisha trails off, looking at the empty seat beside her, where Shaira should be. She looks to Reed, whose eyes are no longer focused on her, but behind her. She glances over her shoulder and spots the approaching figure of Ikora Ray striding purposefully toward them. That's not good, Reed says as he straightens his posture and takes his elbows off the table. Aisha silently nods in agreement, rising from her chair. Please, stay seated, Ikora says. Reed is halfway out of his chair. The burly Exo looks between Aisha and Ikora before slowly sinking back into his seat. Aisha reluctantly sits back down as well. Is there something we can do for you, ma'am? Aisha asks. And Ikora silently considers Aisha, and then Reed, and then finally the empty chair. We need to talk about Shaira, Ikora states flatly. Aisha's heart begins to race as she steals a glance at Reed. Was this it? She wondered how a sentence could be determined so quickly. Silence hangs over the group, and Ikora chooses her next words carefully. Shaira is being released from custody. And that's the end of that card. Uh, well, shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, Yay, she's healed. No, that's not how that fucking not works. Quite. I'm, not just, quite. I'm just going to put that out there right now. You don't just... That shit... No. You don't just get healed overnight from that shit. <laughs> that shit lives with you for the rest of your life. Like, that is a continuous healing process for the rest of your life. Uh, so, yeah. This this is part one of kind of two connected lore cards here. Okay. Uh, so I was, that I was, was like, oh, she's getting released. Okay, <laughs> end of story. Credits roll. Not quite. Um, so that was the trials uh, machine gun, and at the same time during season of the Seraph, a trials hand cannon dropped called the Exalted Truth, and that tells us the other side of the story. Uh, and it starts very similarly to the helmet, uh, but ends in a, in a different direction. So this one goes like this. I exalt our forebears. A foot thick steel security door swings open into a brightly lit foyer and the warlock Shaira is escorted through in manacles by a pair of armed frames. I exalt my fire team. Ikora Ray stands on a turquoise and gold mosaic at the center of the foyer. The detention facility frames present Shaira and then release her wrist restraints. Ikora looks Shaira in the eye and sees the shame and doubt reflected. Do you understand why we're doing this? Ikora asks. I exalt my truth. Shaira nods, wringing her wrists where the, mach- where the manacles had bitten into them. Ikora dismisses the frames with a wordless gesture. 
keeping her attention on Shaira. We are in unprecedented crisis, one I am loath to put you into when there is both healing and justice yet to be delivered. I exalt my heart. I know, Shaira says, and casts her eyes downward. I know. The older warlock places a firm hand on her shoulder. Nykora's touch compels Shaira to meet her gaze, and in her mentor's eyes she sees the same shame and doubt in her own heart looking back. I exalt humanity's capacity for love. For a time there is silence and stillness, mutual understanding and empathy. I am releasing you to your fire team on a provisional basis for specific emergency operations only. Otherwise, you are to report to Dr. Uzar to continue your sessions. When this is all over, then we can talk about justice. This above all else. Shaira's shoulders tremble. Nikora pulls her in for a brief embrace. Thank you, Shaira whispers. This, above all else, I hold true. And that's the end of that lore card. Unprecedented times indeed. Don't know, don't know what the hell's going on with Traveler right now. No, we don't. Granted, and... at this point in time, the, the witness hasn't showed up, but we know he's coming. Like, right, right. Like, this is... This is like moments. I, I say moments before this. This 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 season is is what leads up to the ultimate. Like witness shows up and is at our front door, which is still just an odd. I still I still I still don't know what the fuck to think of what the hell happened there. Like, <laughs> yeah, you and many others. <laughs> a lot of what the fuck's going on right now. So uh, yeah. So. This is this is the other side of things. Uh, she is being released to her fire team. She's being allowed to go back to her family for very specific emergency-only operations uh, because it's literally the end of the world yeah. as far as they're concerned. Yeah. Um, emergency being witness showing up at her front door and like doing shit. Yep, yep, that's yeah, an emergency. Yeah. That's definitely that qualifies. An uh, so I'm going to do one last uh, reading, not of a lore card, but of a flavor text uh, that just kind of cap things off and, and end our story with Shira, uh, for now at least. Um, and that is the flavor text from the Trials Weapon Forgiveness. Uh, and it says, we all seek it, though few find it. The brave offer it, and the humble learn from it. What am I? Forgiveness. Oh. Oh. That's it. For now. For now. I don't think this is the last we've heard of uh, Shire and her fire team. I I hope not. I I hope that we see I uh, on new trials gear. Uh, we will see their story continue and, uh, and get, uh, I guess a little, a little truer conclusion or, uh, 
you know, something that tells us that they're they're doing okay now. I I think this is going to be an ongoing story. I think I think I, that would is, be cool too. I think honestly. this is a story that is it's it's clearly been happening alongside our guardians. Um, okay, well, Shaira is released into the wild and back to her family, and again, the healing never stops. It uh, this is a this is a continuous thing that she has to live with, uh, as well as her fire team. So yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad it at least kind of ended on a on a bit of a happy note. Like I I think I think uh, I think Shire is in good hands. I think she's she's kind of found the help she needs. She has her her mantra that she she's now using to cope with with living um, mm-hmm. in this world that 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 she has to live in now. Um, so yeah, hopefully the uh, there's no uh, you know tribunal for war crimes. Hopefully not. Hopefully we all survive that long to even have to worry about it. Oh my god. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, the universe is ending. Shit. Yeah. Um <laughs> one problem at a time, I guess. Alrighty. Well, uh I, I guess we'll do some shout outs then. Yeah, so uh we have three shout outs for tonight. Um the first of which comes to us from Twitter from Indie Scout, uh, who says, uh, speaking modestly, I am really well versed in the lore, and most of the readings you guys do, I've already read or know about. You are amazing, by the way. Uh, but I never knew about this lore, referencing our first Shire episode. Uh, I'm not a trials player, so that can be part of it. Uh, but this is definitely one of the most underappreciated pieces of lore in the game. Whoever wrote it knows trauma very intimately. Honestly, even more impactful than Zavala's writing in Season of the Haunted. Thank you guys for bringing this lore to light. Pun intended. Awesome stuff. Yeah, this was, uh, yeah. (laughs) Whoever wrote this does know trauma intimately. Because, like I said, like me, me living with what I live with, being a, a, a... former military and and having depression and anxiety and all that stuff uh yeah no this is i i can't tell you how real some of this stuff felt felt to me uh in shira's story it's it's whew, it's heavy shit but i'm i i i'm actually really happy that we were able to cover it like i know again i know myth has been itching to cover this one and i didn't realize how much how impactful this story truly is. Uh, so yeah, like, uh, if you don't play trials, obviously you don't, uh, you don't get us, you don't really have access to the gear. I mean, you can look at it in collections, but if you're, if you're just like, Oh, it's trials gear. I don't care. Like the fact that this story exists in there is kind of like a, like a hidden, a hidden thing in here. So yeah, to, to not only to the, the, not only to you, uh, for saying thank you to us, uh, thank you back. Um, but also, thank the bungee writer that came up with this like whoever is yeah. is living with that trauma at bungee we get it <laughs> we know we know which i know what you're going through bro just come it's okay if you need a hug just let people know but no i am i am very very glad we were able to do this one uh because 
like Zor said, I've, I've been itching to do it for a while because it was one that I thought was going to resonate with people. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that we were able to bring something to light that, uh, even those that are, are invested in the lore maybe didn't necessarily know about. So that, yeah. that's always cool to hear. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, second shout out comes to us from, uh, Apple podcasts, someone that left a very kind five-star review, uh, mad music in this case, yeah. uh, who says, uh, returning destiny player found your podcast while doing a search and found lore gold, the chemistry and aha moments that you guys have are unmatched. Great listen, especially while working. Must say, I'm kind of jealous of any raid team you are both a part of. Keep up the great work. I don't, I don't know that our raid team would be. <laughs> <laughs> there I, may be a few, I, few people on certain <laughs> nights that would trade spots with you in a flash. <laughs> but I, I'm very uh, animated when we raid. I, I always like. I'm always cracking jokes. I, I. I I'm a different person when we raid. <laughs> I'm in in here in this space. This is a safe space, and I try to stay normal levels of safe. Uh, I go off the deep end in a raid. Like I'm out. I'm out in the freaking nether, man. I'm <laughs> I'm an odd dude to raid with. I'll give you that. Uh, Myth puts Keeps up, things entertaining. Myth though. puts up with my bullshit. Uh, <laughs> most of the other fire team puts up with it or ignores it i don't know uh yeah no it's uh it's definitely an experience uh to raid with me um but yeah it's uh uh i i i said it before and i'll say it again with myth and i having two people uh to kind of bounce ideas off of and talk about things and and come up with those you know aha moments and the connect the dot moments i it's a really special thing that we have i there's no other uh that I know of, there's no other lore person doing what we are doing. And that's, I think that's where we are. Uh, I think that's how we're, we're kind of thriving right now. We're, we're, um, obviously like you guys are loving it. You guys are listening to it. Um, we love that you're, that you're letting us know how much you like it and, and giving us the kind reviews. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I, I can't think of anyone else that's doing it the same way we're doing it. So it's uh it's kind of a, a unique thing that we have going and I, I really like it. Yeah, me too. So thank you. I'm glad you're enjoying it. And that uh apparently we're in the search algorithm enough that we just pop up for some people because that's surprising. Yay, we uh, made it. We made it, Myth. Yeah. We those, made it. Those hundred and forty thousand listens over the last year <laughs> and a half haven't done anything to to influence search Ooh. algorithms yet. So we're glad that you did find us and hopefully you're, you enjoy what you hear. Uh, but moving on to our next shout out for, for the, uh, for the evening is another one from Apple podcasts, another very kind five-star review um, from destroy you now. Yeah. Is the username. That's a, that's a trials uh, player. There you go. Uh, they say the dark future has been awesome to hear more in depth, but we got to talk about the last episode, a cliffhanger. What were you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's how it yeah. ended. That's <laughs> dark. I, that was not, it worked out, but it was not planned to be a cliffhanger. Yeah. It was, uh, this might be one episode, maybe two. 
but uh, it just ended up that there was a lot more to talk about than we thought, and we we ran into time. So, yeah. uh, sorry, not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> catch catch part two next. No. <laughs> yeah. Now you have the whole story. There you so go. Yeah. 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 yeah no. Dark Future is always a fun one. Uh, again, I, I yeah. love Elsie Bray. Like ever, ever since, like that's the first kind of like mystery you're you're thrown at uh, way back in Destiny One. That was supposed mm-hmm. to just be, um, and this is from Bungie. That was supposed to just be like a throwaway character, and yeah. it yep. grew into this. Like it, the entire Bray line of like, this is where Exos come from. This is where I mean, it's crazy. There's some of the puzzles that were involved with things centered around her, um, or I mean, like there was a whole ARG puzzle that dealt with the. Uh, um, what was it? It was Sleeper Simulant and Wrath of the Machine that like led people to a geocache somewhere in New Hampshire that contained a full size javelin from yeah. from War yep. from Warmind uh, yep. expansion. Like, dude, uh, fuck! I don't, <laughs> I don't have anything to say. Like I've seen the pictures of this javelin. It's a full, like six foot tall javelin that that was found there, and was just like, "Hey, thanks for following our puzzle that you found in game through this weird symbol looking thing." If you ever get a chance, go Google that. Like, go check out that ARG puzzle. Like, that's that was some craziness because it was. I want to say Vicarious Visions helped do uh, part of Warmind, yes. and that was that was part of their inclusion that led them to that geocache that was near Vicarious Visions headquarters, I think. Um, yep. So yep. yeah, that's, that was the, yeah, Bray stuff is awesome. And, and Elsie for me personally, I, I love Elsie's like I, anything to do with time travel as well. Like everyone says that the Vex should be my favorite, but again, the Vex don't time travel. Just like the drifter said, if the Vex could time travel, they would have won already. <laughs> like they, they don't exactly time travel, but uh, yeah. But thank you. Thank you for your uh for your five star review. And uh yeah, we love we do love a good cliffhanger though. <laughs> we we do from time I to time do. for sure. I do, I do like that. Um so yeah. So uh yeah, thank you again to everyone that, that left a comment or a review. Uh if you are one of our listeners and uh you know particularly enjoy what what we've been putting out there, I uh, we always appreciate uh, those reviews on whatever your platform of choice is. Um, say some of those allow you to leave text reviews. Some of them don't. You're certainly not obligated to. But if you do feel strongly enough that you want to leave a comment in one of those reviews or reach out to us on our Twitter, which is at Myths and Stories with a Z instead of an S, uh, we do read through those and uh, may hear yourself on a future shout out. Yeah. Um, who do I... Oh, I know exactly who to thank. Uh, what's the name of the doctor? Dr. Sedya Uzar. I'm not going to try to butcher that. Thank you, doctor, for helping Shaira. Uh, I, I thanked all mental health, health professionals uh, last episode. I'm going to thank him again here. Uh, mental health is a big, big thing to me. Um, again, I see a therapist uh, twice a week. I take meds. Um, everyone has something that helps. Um and anyone that has been through trauma or, or has any type of, of, of mental illness or issues, uh, find help. Help is out there. 
it and it and the help does help. Uh, it, it for every person is going to be different. You know, it, seeing a therapist isn't the end all be all for everything. Taking meds isn't the end all be for, be all for everything. Like sometimes it's combination. Sometimes it's none of it. Sometimes it's just being able to talk through stuff. Like it's uh, mental health is a huge huge thing to me, uh, and I'm glad that uh, that we were able to bring this story to light um, and and have it out there in the world and be able to talk about it openly. I love it. Yeah. So thank you, uh, in-game doctor, who I am not going to try to butcher that name, uh, for helping <laughs> helping out uh, all of our guardians with their mental health issues. All right. Anything else, Smith? That's it. All righty. Well, then, from all of us, Lord Daddies, to all of you guardians out there, we'll see you next week. <laughs>